So I'm sure Christmas changes. Hello, Reggie. Christmas for you changes, like from when you are this age to as you become parents and grandparents and the whole um, festive vibe of it changes, I guess. And um, I remember as a kid, um, I, don't know, I don't even know if they still do it. I think budget's limited nowadays. But um, we used to have like stockings. Do you guys remember stockings? Do you, anyone still do stockings? No, there's a few. Okay, that's good. So we used to do stockings and then used to obviously get in those used to be full of all sorts of different things, random, random efforts. Um, and you used to have fun and you used to take out your stockings and you used to do one thing like after another. And then, but that wasn't the main thing, was it? The main thing was, like, I, I, I remember as a kid, clearly, we used to get like a whole lot of different presents and stuff, but there was always that one main gift. Eh? You guys remember that? I'm getting a couple of yards, so that's good. There was always, like, wasn't quite as astronomical as well, but like, I used to often get, like, this massive box of, like, Lego or something. It was like a big Magufta thing that you had to do. Or, um, as I got older, it used to be, like, like, like a brand new cricket bat, or but there was always that, that, that one gift. And I was looking at the Scripture, and I've been thinking about, the, like, what is... What, what is similar in Scripture of this time of year to how we live our lives over Christmas or what we've experienced over Christmas? And um, I've come up with this, and um, I hope you can relate to me and, and see where I'm going with this. But if you look at, look at the story of Jesus, and if you look in Luke 1, there's a whole lot of stocking gifts that come. So if we look at... Zechariah's um, angelic visit. Do you guys remember when Zechariah was visited by the angel and he was told um, that, he, that, firstly, you've got to understand that Israel have not heard from God effectively for four or five hundred years. So everyone, the anticipation of this message and this, the, this gift from God was huge, absolutely huge. And Zechariah gets this visit from the angel Gabriel. That was the first little gift. Then, if we look at Elizabeth's miraculous pregnancy, she was an old woman. Not that that is anything about, I'm not going to get into that. But she was an old elderly woman. And um, all of a sudden, she fell pregnant and she was going to have a child of her own. Of her own. And obviously, you all know the story. He was going to become John the Baptist and the forerunner to Jesus. But what a gift. What a little precious gift. And then we have Mary's miraculous pregnancy. You know, she falls pregnant um, miraculously with, uh, as the Holy Spirit comes upon her. And um, this teenage girl who was probably just an ordinary teenage girl. It wasn't like she had... Um, like a duck scholar and everything like that. She was young and she, the Holy Spirit came and she was chosen to be the mother of Jesus. What an incredible, incredible gift. And then what about Joseph? Joseph was engaged to Mary and promised to marry her and then she falls pregnant. But the incredible thing about Joseph is, like the, if you look at it in a positive way, like God chose Joseph to be 
he's representative, representative of a father figure to Jesus on this earth. And even though there must have been a proper scandal in Israel over that time, because it definitely wasn't like today. People were not, didn't have kids out of wedlock. You know, Joseph had this incredible gift of being chosen to be the father, earthly father or representative of, of God the Father. But all of that, all of that was all like just building up, building up to what was to come, and that was the birth of Jesus. So I've got three things about, about this gift. So obviously, we do the stocking, we do all that stuff, and then we get, we, we, we get to that gift. We get to that, the gift that we know, the one that always came last. You knew this was, this was a thing. And the first thing about an incredible gift or, or gift that you need to do is you need to unwrap it. Right? If you get given a, a, a gift, but you just leave it there, it's weird. Hey? Do you think it's weird? Yeah. I think it's weird. I was given a gift by Simone this morning, and I couldn't wait till I got home. I opened it like straight away. It was like, <laughs> you know? It was like proper. I'm excited. So you have to unwrap it. So let's unwrap this gift a little bit this morning. So Luke... I'm reading from Luke chapter 2. I'm going to read a little bit points and then go through the story a little bit slowly. So Luke chapter 2 verse 1. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken to the entire world, Roman world. This was the first time, this was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph went up from the town to Nazareth in Galilee to, to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. So side note, this was obviously important um, because in Micah, uh, Micah 5, chapter 2, this predicted that the Savior or the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem and from the line of David. Amazing how God knew that, huh? He knew there was going to be a census so many hundreds of years later. Incredible. <clears throat> so verse 5. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. So Joseph went down to Hertz and rented a donkey and maybe a cart and he headed off to Bethlehem. Can you imagine? Can you imagine this? So obviously Colleen's a doula and like I've never been pregnant, but I have had a wife that had, was pregnant three times. And um, I remember the doctor saying to us, like, as it was getting closer to the, and he was like, if you cannot bear it, whatever, and you'd like, you're having to like wait, says, take your wife on a bumpy road. Anyone know this? Like, take your wife in your car and go on a bumpy road, go do this or whatever else. And in modern times, you can't fly an airplane, I think it's past six, seven months, I think somewhere around there. Anyone know? Okay, but if you're nine months pregnant, you cannot fly, put it that way, and you probably shouldn't go to many places, and Mary was nine months pregnant and on a donkey cart, and I guarantee you there was no reclining chairs at the back where she could just like lay, oh, this is so relaxing, Joseph, this is amazing, you know, she was on the back of this cart and bumpy as anything, 
And anyways, headed off to Bethlehem. And um, it had its desired effect because she got there and Airbnbs were all closed and full. So then they had to find a stable somewhere in the back or cave with animals. Um, you know, <laughs> it wasn't exactly the most glamorous pregnancy with doulas and doctors and midwives and everything around. Um, and I guarantee it probably wasn't um, any different from the way women have pregnant uh, babies today. So all that was still there. But Mary ends up and she has this baby boy and this Jesus arrives. Verse 6, while they were there, this, the time came for the, the baby to be born. And she, she gave birth to her firstborn a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them at the inn. You see, this incredible story like builds up to just the absolute humility for me. Um, he wasn't born in a king uh, in, a, in a castle. He wasn't born where um, you know all the bells and whistles. But he was born in humility and as as a boy in a manger. And then there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. Do you guys always remember that, that hymn as well, Shepherds Watch? And I remember I used to always joke, Uncle Colin Feely, I saw him just now. I used to always joke with him. We were still in the Methodist church together. And I used to always say, oh, while well, shepherds wash their socks at night. And as true as Bob, I did a Christmas service and I had to leave, And this was the song, and as true as Bob, I said that. As you say, while shepherds wash their socks at night. Anyways, that's a side note. So verse 9, an angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born. He is the Christ. This will be a sign to you. And you will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying, and lying in a manger. Shepherds. Yeah, that's what it is. Shepherds, as you know, even the story of David, shepherds were pretty much the guys that were left out in the fields. They weren't the most glamorous people. They were, they were simple. They looked after sheep, you know, and they were almost like put out, out far to do that, and they were camping out looking after the thing. But yet God chose to, again, show this or, or, or unwrap this present to these shepherds. And the incredible thing about these shepherds, they... While they were there, all of a sudden, the angels, in verse 13, says, Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. Can you imagine that? No, it's not like city lights. There are no lights. You're out in the bush. You're out in the wild. You're on the farm, like just over these hills and like whatever. Stars for Africa, quiet, still, and all of a sudden, hundreds of angels and heaven just start praising and rapturous praise and glory and honor begins to flow from heaven. I don't know about you, but if that had happened when I'm parking off, just parking or looking at the stars, chilling, 
I know you can imagine what you would do. That'd be freakish. But just imagine the noise and just that incredible presence that you're in the heavenly of heavenlies. Hey? So after you get over your fear and your fright and everything, just the awe and wonder of God revealing himself in that moment. And then when the angels had left them, they would like, and they'd gone back into heaven. So it's this rapturous praise and whatever. And then all of a sudden, it just becomes quiet again. The shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they forgot their sheep. They forgot their livelihood. They forgot what was actually important to them at that moment in time. And I always think to that, I think to myself that, are we prepared to forget all the things that we, that is important to us because of the Savior? Does Jesus mean that much to us? Does he mean that much? Because it was to them. You think about it, this was their livelihood. This was everything that they knew. This was how they, they lived their lives day to day. They left that and went and went to go find Jesus. So the first thing is, when you get a gift, you need to unwrap it, right? And that's the story of Jesus, of God giving a gift to us and then the world coming and beginning to unwrap it with uh, whatever. The second thing is that when we get a gift and we open it and we see what it is, we need to share it. It was brilliant this morning. It like tied so into my sermon. One of the little children arrived, and without a doubt, the first thing he, it's like, hello, Gav, but look what I got. And he began to tell me and show me the, the, the toy and the, the, what it was. And isn't that the picture of the gospel? Once we discover Jesus and we've unwrapped him and we, we come into his presence and we, and we begin to know him, the first thing we need to do is to share it. We share it. I'm sure all the gifts that you, the children get, you, you want to tell people about it. And that is the story of Jesus. The more we encounter God, the more we experience Jesus, they go and they, they share it. And that was happened to these, um, to these uh, um, um, what do you call them, the shepherds. You see, when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherd had said to them. You see, they shared the story of Jesus. They shared what the, the angels had appeared to them. They shared this miraculous picture that they had seen. And it's such an, uh, an awesome picture of, of Christ coming to be with us and to begin to change our lives. Because as we unwrap God and unwrap the gift of Jesus in our lives, you know, and as we begin to share that story of what God's doing with us in other people's lives, other people's lives get changed and get renewed. And there's the, the, that's how the gift of giving, the gift of the, of, of, of the gospel continues to be shared amongst us. So you unwrap it and then you share it. And then the incredible thing about this this gift of Jesus is once we've unwrapped it and we began to share it, 
as we wrestle with it and as we begin to play with it and as we begin to, uh, I'm talking about the gift now, as we like begin to put things together, we then to begin to see what's so incredible about this gift. So when we start telling people about it, we then are able to explain what's so amazing about it. Because as we discover more and more about Jesus, we discover more and more what he's doing in our lives. And again, as we look at um, the angels uh, as they appeared and, and glory to God, um, what, is the, what, are, what does the angel say to, to them? He says, peace on earth. So what's so amazing about Jesus? Well, he came to give you peace. And I'm sure Christmas, as much as it's fun for many people and there's lots of incredible stories and, and, and it's family time, it's reunions, families get together and friends get together and there's all of this. But for many people, it's also a time of, of pain. It's a, it's a time where where families perhaps have been split over some things and they're not united, and that causes pain. There are times where family have lost loved ones, and it might be the first Christmas where a loved one isn't there. It's pain. There are times where there's friction in homes, and there's not that peace that everyone talks about. It's not that wonderful Christmas picture that you get on your cards. But Jesus has come to bring peace on earth. And we look around the world and we probably think, oh my gosh, we are so far away from peace, it's not even funny. It's true. But that doesn't change the fact that Jesus has come to give you peace in your heart in this time and in this season, whatever you're going through. Zechariah predicted the gifts of salvation and forgiveness. That's what Jesus comes and, and gives us. That's what's so amazing about him. We're fortunate. We're not stuck in this story. We know what's coming through his life. We know what's coming through how he lived his life. We know what comes through the cross and the resurrection. But Jesus came to give you forgiveness of your sins. He's come to give you salvation and that gift where, you know what? We were skabangas. But God has turned that around for us. Romans 6.23 says, The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. John 4.10-13 also calls for eternal life as the gift of God. 2 Corinthians 9.15 says, Thank God for this gift too. Wonderful for words. Hebrews 6.4 calls it the heavenly gift. 1 Peter 3.7 says, that Christ brings us the gracious gift of life. 1 Peter 3, 7 says that Christ brings, oh, I've said that already. Sorry. Obviously someone needs to hear that again. <laughs> uh, Christ brings you the gracious gift of life. You see, Jesus gives us so much in our life, but we need to unwrap it and we need to begin to share it. And as in the sharing and the unwrapping, we discover the amazing story about Jesus and what's so important about it. And Christmas is just the start of that story of Jesus. And it goes on way beyond more and more and more. So that pretty much is my, my message to you today.
I would encourage you, if you don't know Jesus, open the gift that he's given you 2,000 odd years ago and begin to discover him in such an incredible way. And then when you do, begin to share it and you will discover and learn all the gifts and what is so amazing about living his life with him. You will discover your peace and he challenges your fears and he comforts in those times when you are struggling. He comforts you when you mourn. He comforts you when you don't understand what's going on, but he's there with you in that. So let's stand together, let's pray, and then we'll close with a song. And I think I've done it in an hour. How's that? That's always the challenge. So why don't you, if you feel free and you would like to, why don't you like hold hands or do with someone next to you if you want to. You can give them a hug or whatever. Don't know how close you are. No offense if you don't hold hands or anything. And let's just pray. Jesus, we thank you for the gift that you are to us, Lord. We thank you for your grace, your mercy, your salvation, and Lord, just your, the peace that you bring into our hearts and our lives, Lord. So Lord, we thank you that you're with us. We thank you that you're here today. And Lord, I pray for every person here this morning. Lord, I pray that those that are having family events and days and times now, Lord, I pray that they would have a really, really good time. Lord, I pray that um, this time will just be refreshing with friends and family. It'll be a special time. And I pray for those that are, that are perhaps experiencing loneliness. Those that are not necessarily just... Um, um, Lord, it's not a great time of year for them. Lord, I pray that they would ex encounter you in this time and experience you. So Holy Spirit, we ask that you would just come and rest upon every person now. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Merry Christmas, everyone. We will sing. And then... Let's sing this last one together. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive a king. Let every heart prepare him room. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and heaven and nature sing. Joy to the earth, the Savior.
Merry Christmas, everyone. Go and enjoy your day, and I will see you again on the new year. Okay, I'm on leave now for the next little bit. Shelly and Calvin are back, and David's coming back soon. And, but all have a great holiday time, and look forward to seeing you soon. Okay, God bless you.